Blog Talk Radio. Buzzworthy Radio is on. on. The entertainment show that gets you up close and personal with today's hottest stars. Here's your host, Nabelle J. Lee. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Hey, everybody. What is going on? It's Nabelle J. Lee with the Buzzcast at Buzzworthy Radio. And... What can I say? What can I say right now? I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to chat with you all. I'm excited to share with you all from Saturday's Daytime Emmy Creative Arts Lifestyle Awards. We got some interviews for you that we are going to present to you all in one fell swoop. We we're going to do it right all in one here. We had an amazing time on Saturday. It was great to be back after two years on the red carpet at the Daytime Emmy Awards. I I, I literally can't. I can't express to you how much, how excited I was to be back in a room with all of our people, um, just celebrating daytime, celebrating daytime's biggest night. And it's absolutely incredible. I am so happy that we get to celebrate this today um, as uh, with you guys right now. And then tomorrow is the big day. Tomorrow is the day when we get to have so much fun with you guys. I don't know how how many more times I could say I'm excited to be here in person, but I'm so excited to be back in person, and I'm so excited I get to share with you all fantastic interviews that we did on the red carpet from Saturday night, which was the 18th. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a backstory as to this, and before we get right into it, I almost missed it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I almost missed it. And what basically what was going on is that I had to reschedule my flight to get out of here to California. Uh, my flight got canceled originally when I was supposed to get here. And then it, 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 and then I, it got reinstated, but then there was just complete mishaps to where I couldn't even check in for my flight at the airport. So then I had to go on standby for the next flight, which was at 10.30 in the morning. Didn't know if I was going to get onto the flight or not, and I wound up actually getting a seat. It looks like people have canceled. So um, I was able to get onto that flight, and then when I got there, I was I literally landed. We landed maybe about 20 minutes early, and getting frantic just to get all of my stuff so I could get into the, the car, um, get to the hotel, and I was just going like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late. I'm, I'm going to miss the cutoff. I'm going to miss the cutoff. I'm going to miss the cutoff. And <laughs> luckily, we were able to make it happen. I was very happy to get there. It was very, it, it definitely, we're going to get into exactly, um, in one of the interviews that I have done, we're going to talk about exactly what we had seen that was a lot different, what kind of precautions we are all taking in order for us to not just have a fun time, but also a safe time. So this is this is great for everybody. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to kick this off. Let's kick it off with the people who made it possible. Number one, Adam Sharp and Terry O'Reilly. Listen, if it wasn't for these guys, we wouldn't be here right now. We wouldn't have it on television that's going to be airing on tomorrow, actually. I can't believe it's tomorrow. I'm just so glad I got my fit back for the Emmys. I cannot wait. So let's start off with those guys, Adam Sharp and Terry O'Reilly, and we'll get into exactly what what can be expected at this year's ceremony, what has been different, and we're just going to get right into it. Let's go. Here it is, Adam Sharp and Terry O'Reilly. That's our first, first up interview. 
Take a look. Picture taken with Stephen Cohen liquor. Not for me either. <laughs> How are you both? Good to see you again. We are. We're 75 yards into this red carpet. I, I think know. We're fine. First of all, I'm just so happy that we're back after after two years. This is this is incredible. Um, and one of the things, well, first of all, a little different here. We got to introduce you because we're not on video right now, like I normally am <laughs> here. I will next week, but not today. Okay. We got Adam Sharp, which um, I'm, I'm just going to see here now. Did you grow any other vegetables before you came here today? <laughs> <laughs> the king of broccoli. Yes. I actually did a pretty heavy harvest of the greenhouse before flying out because I, I thought I'm going to be here for 12 days. It's oh, going to yeah. look like one of those after humans die documentaries when I come home. <laughs> <laughs> And this is and this is the one that has to keep Adam sane. This is Terry. Well, no, yeah, I good luck with that. No, I'm, I'm, my authority is limited to signing his expense report. <laughs> no, no more than that. I understand. What 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 are the changes that we're going to see in in the daytime Emmys this year? You know, now that we're being now that we're back after two years, like what 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 what's different? Aside well, from the fact that tonight's title is different, that it's yeah. lifestyle and. Well, but when you walked in, you saw how much has changed. Oh, absolutely. You saw everyone out front and, you know, the, the, um, the screenings that we've had to put in place to be sure that when we all came back, that we would do it safely. Absolutely. And that has been a priority for Adam and his team. And we have, I don't know, 150 people out there making sure that uh, tonight we will not only have fun, but we will have fun safely. I can attest to that because when I, when I showed up and I was out front, absolutely, completely, they were on point with everything, not just with um, press and public mm-hmm. getting, getting their credentials, but also making sure everybody went to the, um, the COVID check-ins, whether if they have to present their COVID cards or whether they have to do the testing. Like They made sure everything was handled yep. meticulously, and I think that's really important for this type of event, so I'm very happy to see that today. Well, I think one of the great challenges that you know, Adam and his team had going into this was you can plan for the things you know. Mm-hmm. We can plan for the fact that we want the show to be two or three hours long. We can plan for the yeah. fact that we want to have 29 categories. We can plan for a lot of things that we know. Yep. You can't plan for what you don't know. And so, and so being able to create the bandwidth that allows in the moment to be able to make changes mm-hmm. and accommodate you know, what what COVID might change and right. accommodate, you know, what we need to do for the evening um, has been a, an achievement in and of itself. But it's all about making tonight look just like transparent fun. Absolutely. Any comments you'd like to add to? No, I think Terry really captured it. Uh, the entire process is about community. It starts with peer judging, people watching their colleagues work and saying, this is truly the best of the last year. And so it really needs to culminate in a peer environment of being in the room together and being able to cheer for each other and share that moment. And that's something we haven't been able to do in three years. And so to be back in this room, to be celebrating it together under one roof, uh, has been a long time coming and something that we're really excited for. And it paid off. It's paying off right now. And it's going to continue to pay off. I'm very happy for you guys to be back here in the building. And seeing some of those changes that we last talked about on our pod, on the podcast I yep. did with you, finally now coming to light tonight with all of us being under one roof. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to see. Um, and 
I couldn't be happier for the celebration tonight. For well, it's a, it's a great tribute to Adam and his team and the work that they've done over the course of the last three years, not just to maintain you know, the awards each year in admittedly a somewhat restricted format, yep. but to be able to come back and do it all over again, to, to, to remember what were the special things that make a live Daytime Emmy Awards yes. special. Everything from you know, remembering how to script the show to remembering how to tie these bow ties. How to, light, <laughs> how to get the proper lighting, how to, how to properly edit. You are going to be dazzled to see. Awesome. And also, I just want to point out that we're back and it's on television next Friday. Yep. We're back under one roof and it's on TV. Like, I still can't even believe I'm saying these words right now <laughs> to you both. But that's, that's so exciting for me right now and I'm so thrilled for that. Did I mention 9 p.m. on CBS? <laughs> Isn't that right, Adam? 9 p.m. on CBS? 9 p.m. Eastern Pacific on CBS and Nine, Paramount Plus. Paramount 9 p.m. on CBS and Paramount Plus. This is incredible. I'm so glad you guys stopped over. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Good seeing you. Have fun tonight. Wow. Awesome. Next up, we are going to... Now, let me preface this by saying that I am a big foodie. I'm a foodaholic. So getting the chance to talk to this culinary host named Dan Drops... Oh my gosh, I, I really don't know what more I can say about this because it, we just get right into it. And this was probably one of the most hilarious but most accurate interviews I've ever had when it came to food. You got to check this out. This was amazing. Here it is, Damn Drops. Let's go. How are you? How's going on, ben? How are you doing? I'm good, good. Enjoying this uh, welcome back after two years of not being yeah. being here, we now get to celebrate the daytime Emmys in person. That's right. And we are with Dame Drops. Did I say that right? Dame Drops, Dame indeed. Drops. Mm-hmm. And you are nominated for a culinary host. Yeah, outstanding culinary host. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, you already hit me with my favorite topic, which is food. Oh, there it is. That is it. Food is my life. I'm a foodie. What is your... Special, special dish that you cannot live without. You, have to you ready, 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 Vince? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to hit you with it. All right. I need my steak. Let's go. I need my big mac and cheese. I need my collard greens. I want my cornbread to be like pound cake. When I take a bite, I want that honey butter drizzling on that thing. I need for it to have that slight crisp on the edge of the cornbread. I don't want all four squares soft. I need the slight crisp on the edge because that's where you're going to get the extra flavor. Y'all and can't see my you, face right now because we're you doing met, recording, you, but my mouth is literally watering right now. When you mix <laughs> the mac and cheese with the collard greens, that's when you get the true flavor of what you have on your plate. Don't play with me. Let, let's, talk about how, let, let's talk about how not everybody knows how to make mm. collard greens oh, correctly. Oh, facts and facts. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, I just said some collard greens I had to put back. I had to put them back. I know what was going on. I was I'll tell you one. No, I'll tell you one better. This is family. Mm-hmm. At a party. Mm-hmm. I always, I always told this. This is why I was never invited back. I said these collard greens were terrible. I threw them in the trash. Oh, that's sometimes what you have to do. And I did. Don't, 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 don't sit there and make somebody believe that I brought over a casserole or something great when it's not great. It is not great. I said no. This is, this is absolutely horrendous. And you already know when we have to ask who made this. There's a problem in the black family. Mm-hmm. If you have to ask who made this, who made it? Who made it? There's a problem. Collard green, mm. 
pasta salad. Yes. Potato salad. Okay, now. Macaroni salad. There we go. If you mess any of them. Any of them. Th- you're not, you're not. Family might back. not even invite you back next no, year. No, we are not having you come back. You're talking about we're not doing Thanksgiving this year. <laughs> and that's when it happened was Thanksgiving. Mm. And mm. I, said, I said, all right, I guess I'm not invited back no right. more. That's but that happens. Right. It happens. It's okay. That's all right. That's all right. I'm, I just went to somebody else's that big collard greens better. That's exactly. how that works. You got to do what you have to do. <laughs> what was your reaction like when you got the nomination for being... I am what? still... You're still on the level. Still in shock. Still going crazy. It's a surreal moment. You're like... What is happening right now? I am here at the Emmys. I am at the daytime and the 49th daytime Emmys right now. And for years, I've been just watching. I've been the guy at home watching it. And now I'm here on the red carpet partaking in it. And this is a moment that is beyond me right now, bro. You, I'm literally looking at you, and you're you're just beaming from ear to ear. Like, I'm watching you come down the line. Like, guys, listen, I'm watching him. He's excited, and this yes. is kind of the energy that we need, especially being away from this for two years and coming back to it now. That's the energy that we need. That's right. For this, and you're bringing that energy, and I'm happy. We're going to have it all night. I'm not playing with him. We're going to have this energy all night. I'm having it all week. I'm trying to tell you right now. That's what it is. <laughs> this that's is going into next Friday when, yes. the, when the telecast happens. This thing yes. goes away. So yes. I have some freaking We're going to ride this thing on out. All the way out. I really appreciate you coming here. I Listen, man. This, this talking about food. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing you talking about this with, with my man over here. Yeah. I'm going like, no, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to show me some places I need to go while I'm in LA. Like, listen, <laughs> n- this time next year, where do I gotta go to get this good food? Because I know you will know the answer. Let me tell you something. So my brother actually lives. I'm from Connecticut. My brother actually lives out here, and he takes us to a spot that's called the Stinking Rose. Has garlic and everything on the entire menu, from oh, the appetizer to the dessert. And There's no garlic in the dessert, I hope. There's garlic in the dessert, too. <laughs> it's called the steak and rolls. I was impressed when I came right. out here, and that's normally a stop that I have to make. So, you know, the wife and I might actually end up there before we go back home. I'm sometimes, just saying. Sometimes it has to be like sometimes that. Sometimes it has to be like that. Sometimes it has to be like and that. I won't even lie to you. When I used to come out here, I used to go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. I, my last trip Yo. out here. Hold on, I'm going to beat you in the head with this one. Because my last trip out here, which was only about three weeks ago, I went. I almost flipped my whole entire plate upside down, left the food and walked out. Yeah, I said it. Left the food and walked out. Holly upset. Oh. Chicken tastes like it was sitting there waiting for me to get here from Connecticut. Please tell me it wasn't. It wasn't. It was waiting for me. It wasn't TV. I'm sorry, I got Stop. attitude. I just tried to change the whole mood. Had me talking about the spot you like know, that. You know how we do. Yeah, yeah. Had to, you had know to be how real. we do. That, the chicken was hurting. I don't know who chicken it was, but it didn't belong to Sarasso's chicken. It, 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 it ain't going to be our chicken either. They went, they went somewhere else, picked that chicken up, brought it back to the establishment. <laughs> no, well, Sam, I'm sorry. But listen, if you've seen any of my posts when it comes to food, yeah. if y'all don't season it, don't invite me. Don't invite me. Don't invite me. I don't me. need to be there. <laughs> but the one thing about fresh fried and crispy, yeah. all that food is seasoned. And it's seasoned properly. It don't matter what stop I made, that stop was so tasty. Oh, my goodness. There it is. I love it. Best of luck tonight. I'm pulling for you. My I man. Appreciate, it. appreciate you. Thank you. Appreciate you, family. And we're celebrating Juneteenth all weekend. Wow. I'm now salivating after listening to that interview again. And little side note of what happened during that interview throughout the entire time. So there was an outlet that was next to me. And I was watching. The dude was video recording. So... This was the camera, and he was so enthralled with this conversation. I was, like, watching him, 
his mouth was salivating. Like literally, his mouth was Wiley Coyote on the floor, like dropped to the floor. It was absolutely hilarious, just to the mere fact that he was he was so in tune with that conversation. And it was just it was just a sight to see, y'all. It was really it was amazing. I I loved every aspect of this conversation. Oh my gosh! I, I I'm now thinking about food, so now I'm going. What am I going to get now to eat? So we'll figure that out after this for sure. But next up, we have Tyler Strickland. He is a music composer for the Netflix series Cat People. He actually was one of the winners on Friday night. So we got to talk to him exactly what Cat People is about, what its purpose is. Um, We even talked about all of the places that this show filmed for this series. So take a listen to this. This is now Emmy winner. Tyler Strickland from Cat People. Check it out. We're going to do it like this right now. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, this is Tyler Strickland. Now, you are not, you're nominated for uh, music uh, as a composer for Cat People. For those that don't know what Cat People is, yeah. explain uh, it to them for what that is. Uh, Cat People is a uh, six-part Netflix series, a documentary series, that follows um, six cats and their relationship with their owners. Um, around the globe, you know, so we go to Greece, we go to Japan, we go to Atlanta, we go to Portland, San Diego, and um, each of them have a different story of how the cat, you know, kind of saved their life, or the, what they're doing with the cats. One of them is a surfing cat, you know, we've got, okay. a, we've got a guy in Portland is a... Um, Rapper and he writes he writes <laughs> songs about cats. Kind of cool. Yeah, it's pretty great. His name's Mosho. Shout out Mosho. There it is. Um, but he's got you know a whole bunch of cat rap stuff. And so we did you know some hip hop kind of beats for the music in that episode. And, um, and then in the Greece episode, you know we used mm-hmm. Greek instruments. And Japan episode has got a little bit of everything going on. So. Yeah, you, yeah, you pretty much got yeah. well versed with like the culture of each place that oh, you had been. Right. Yeah. Now we're this is one of the things I love about with um, when I do interviews with uh, music composers. That's why whenever somebody comes up, I'm always going like, I'm so interested to find out how they come up with some of these music cues, these background cues. Like, how does it come into the mind? I'm even sitting here going like, were you even a part of that traveling uh, portion of it when you when you came up with the music? But the other part of me is going like, you probably just saw like the footage and you just came up with the music from that. Right. Yeah, no, it's just about seeing the footage and then reacting to it and, and kind of putting my, my you know, gut instincts on what's appropriate for this. You know, how much of the geographical stuff do we bring into play? Um, okay. I would love to be a part of a project where I got to travel before. <laughs> that, would be, <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That would be pretty cool. Uh, no, it's, it's mostly just, you know, going beat by beat in every episode and, and kind of just looking at the, the picture and the, writing what's appropriate. Now, how long have you been uh, doing uh, this in general, and uh, are there any other projects that you're working on right now? So, yeah, I um, kind of started in music when I was like 17, touring in bands and writing albums and stuff like that. Um, And then around 2012, I got a film into Sundance, and then, you know, started scoring documentaries a lot back then. Um, Been doing that ever since, and Right now, I just finished a new HBO show called The Edge of the Earth. Okay. It comes out next month. I don't... Yeah, I think they're starting to promote it tomorrow. Oh, yeah. all right. So it's very current. <laughs> very current. Um, but it's going to be a really, really fun show. It's kind of, you know, 
know, it's adventurous and it has uh, four different athletes going to extreme destinations around the world doing things that haven't done before. That's awesome. Yeah. What was your reaction like when you heard that you were nominated? Yeah. What was your reaction? Oh man, it was such a treat. Like I, I was golfing with my buddy. And we were just throwing, you know, man, I might have had a couple of light clubs or something. So it was fun though. I was, I was over the moon, you know. That's awesome. Yeah. I was with my friends, so that was cool. I'm just glad we were able to bring this back to life after two years of it not being. <laughs> Yeah. In person, we're now having it in person. You get to celebrate that. So congratulations to you and uh, you. best of luck. Best of luck tonight. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Take care. All right, friends. Next up, we have Mary O'Leary, who was nominated for the Jonathan Frid story. Now, for those of you who don't know who Jonathan Frid is, he played Barnabas Collins, the original Dark Shadows. I love Dark Shadows. It's one of my favorite shows. Uh, I got into it when uh, the Sci-Fi Channel was re-airing the series, and I got into it because when I first started watching Dark Shadows, it was already in a revival stage. I guess at the time, in the early 90s, I guess we could call it the one of the early reboots because I know there was there were some shows that got rebooted in the 80s. The, the Twilight Zone was one of them, and Dark Shadows was another one. So I was more into that Dark Shadows. But So then when I watched the original, I fell in love with it, and I fell in love with the character of Barnabas Collins because of the way Jonathan Fritz played him. So we got to talk to Mary O'Leary about this uh, documentary that is on Amazon Prime. So let's take a listen to Mary O'Leary and parts of the Jonathan Fritz story. Check it out. Happy to be here and to be nominated. Yes, as you should. Now listen, I love Dark Shadows. And I know people say I might be a little young for Dark Shadows, but I grew up with, like, at the time we'll call it a reboot, the 90s version, but once sci-fi started airing the, the OG version of it, I fell in love with it. I love Jonathan Fred as one of the talents. He's great. Um, I think you actually did, if I'm not mistaken, you did a conversation with Alan Locker for The Locker Room about this. Yes, I did. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And Marie Wallace, actress Marie Wallace was with me as well, and she was on Dark Shadows. Uh, Three different characters, I think she played, uh, including getting bitten and becoming a vampire. Becoming the vampire. Now, what um, exactly how did this uh, this story come about from so getting involved? So I actually knew Jonathan Frid um, back in the wow. 80s. He was working on a one-man show, and I came in to help him and became the co-producer of his production company. And we ended up producing three one-man shows that he toured primarily to colleges and universities mm-hmm. and some library associations across the country. Um, jump ahead, 2019, as approached by someone from MPI Media Group who said, we're, we're willing to give some money to do a documentary on Jonathan. And I'm like, I'm there. Absolutely. I'm, absolutely. So I conceived it, directed, produced it, and with this gentleman, my amazing editor, put it together to tell a story, not only of Jonathan, the actor, but the man beneath the vampire's cloak and uh, who he was as a person. And the takeaway really is he was a terrific, kind, empathetic person. He'd sit and talk with you, and he took interest in who you were. He listened, and then that made you feel he really really wants to get to know me as a person. And he just had this this innate gift. Um, And also maybe, you know, the actor who loves studying people. They just really wanted to know what was your life like. And I feel that's what I wanted to tell. It tells this other side of his kindness, his generosity, his caring for others. 
um, and I believe I, I succeeded. You captured that, that. and it, that's, that makes me happy to hear that, especially for someone who loved the character of Barnabas Collins, like I had, as well as many others, obviously. Um, this incredible actor just being a human being <laughs> outside of that. I think that's really one of the biggest things for me right now listening to this story. Um, and what was your reaction when you got the, the notification that you were nominated for this? Like, what was going through your head? I was so thrilled because I have worked very, very hard and I yeah. wanted it to be a film that people liked and clearly the judges voted for it. So, yes, that's wonderful. And, you know, interesting thing, back when Dark Shadows was on, there weren't Emmys yet. And so right. in some ways, I feel this is Jonathan getting his Emmy, even though it's technically my Emmy and Michael's <laughs> Emmy, um, is that it, it really goes back to who he was as a performer and how he brought such incredible life and heart to the character of Barnabas that all these years later, it's getting noticed. It's finally getting an Emmy. It's crazy how we just fell in love with it. Like, we, we fell in love with a vampire before, like, vampires were even or a not, thing. Right. Before, I mean, it really set the, the precedent for Twilight and Buffy the Vampire Buffy the Slayer. Vampire Slayer and Vampire Diaries, all of them, because it was feeling, feeling sympathy for the vampire. And that was the first one, because Bella Lugosi was a monster. But Barnabas, Barnabas, you really said, oh my gosh, this poor guy. He played it with so many layers to where you felt sympathy and, and empathy for the character. Like, it, like he had his ways, but it, it, you still felt some type of love for the character somehow. And that was the way Jonathan Frizz played it, at least when I watched it. And that's why I always fell in love with the character, because I always, I always saw him bringing out those characteristics in the role. And I'm so glad that you did this. I'm so glad you got nominated for this. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I'm so glad that you're here. I'm so glad we're all here. And thank you so much. Um, for those that want to watch it, um, it's on Amazon Prime. Um, it's on uh, Apple TV. Uh, not Plus, but Apple TV. Um, it is currently available also on Flex, Tubi, Freebie. It's on like Google Play and Microsoft Word. But those are the, the those are the biggest ones. Awesome. Definitely check it out. Thank you so much for stopping by and speaking with me. Thank you. All right. Next up, we are going into our actors from some of the soaps that were present this past Saturday. First up, we got Robert Gossett, who is on General Hospital currently as Marshall Ashford. Now, when I had a chance to speak with him, I had to start it off with, <laughs> I don't want to give it away. So let's just take a listen to exactly how we got this interview started. Here it is, Robert Gossett. Take a listen. How are you, sir? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, Robert Gossett. He's from General Hospital. Now, listen, <laughs> there is a there was a video I saw that I completely forgot about, but then when someone posted it, it was an episode you did a passion on NBC. You sure it was me? You don't know. You don't know for sure. But I I watched it and I said, Yo, I do remember this scene, and I was like, He, I was like, This is why I like him. He he literally did this scene, and I was like. That's my boy. <laughs> I had fun doing passion. Yes, you I did. Had so much fun. Yes, you did. Sometimes, 
I, I didn't know if they would like like tape it. I mean, they were taping it. Yeah. And then they <laughs> would come on the same and you could hear the controller laughing. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm I worked with Jason, right? Yeah, Justin, Justin, Justin Hartley. Justin. Justin Hartley, yeah. Justin, yeah. There was one thing where they actually kept where he started laughing during the thing. Uh oh. Because <laughs> I couldn't you remember do? my line. <laughs> so I just started making up the. It was like, I started, I was like, you know that the soap look up way under. Oh, the soap stare. Yeah. <laughs> come see, come see. La di da. That's exactly what I said. That's what you said? <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he and they that, that, that was what they aired. They like, they Yo, aired. I'm gonna have to find that piece. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 but it's a whole different piece on that hospital now. Like no, it is. No messing around. No messing around over yeah, there. Yeah, you gotta bring it. You, you, your hands in the pot though with a lot of these characters, not just yeah. with Curtis, but also with Sonny. First of all. Yes. Uh, Maurice Menard, my boy. Yes, he is. So you yeah. working alongside him, what's that like? Because he was, he's great. Mo. Mo is great. Oh, yeah, that's what I call him, Mo. Mo. Yeah, I have with Mo. Yeah. And there's all this online speculation that uh, Trina could possibly be not Taggart's daughter, but also could now be Curtis's daughter. Like, this is still going on, and I'm just going I ain't like, in all that mess, No, man. yeah. You ain't getting me to talk about these people. <laughs> uh-uh, no, no. But they're good. They're good people, though. You yeah, got, they you got are great, good you, you got a great cast, though. You I'm having fun. You ha- you're having a lot of fun. Like, what, what's what been the biggest thing since joining that show? What's been the biggest takeaway for you since joining that show? Because you've got a slew of actors that just bring in every day. You know, for me... What, what it is, because you know, I did the closer, major crimes, I mm-hmm. think it was like 13, 14 years. Yes. And that was great, loved it. But with all the, the, the chilling and the shooting and all this that's going on in our society and this hour Yeah. I'm like, glad to be in the show where ain't nobody getting killed. I was <laughs> <laughs> shot up. That's right. I mean, maybe Mo might be shot up. I was going to say, Mo. Yeah, right, yeah. But, you know. That's the, the territory of the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, somebody got it. Somebody got it. Yeah, right. It's not funny, then it might be you. <laughs> You, I, no, you don't have to say it. <laughs> we just got to watch. That's right. We, we just got to watch. <laughs> but uh, they're going to, I mean, listen, this show is about, they celebrated their 15,000, 15, I can't say the number, 15,000 episodes. They're going to celebrate 60 years next year. Yeah. Right. I mean, you being a part of that milestone, what is that like for you? It's like just being in that. I, I wish my mom was still, still with us. Yeah, she passed on a few years back, and General Hospital was her show. That was her show? So I grew up hearing it, you know, waiting for her to turn it off so I could use it. Yeah? We only had the one. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Yeah, right? <laughs> but now she's looking down at you, and she's like, that's my baby on that's General that. Hospital, that's yeah. it. Represent. Representing. I'm so glad you're here tonight on our first year back after two years. This is great. Thank you cool. so much. Pleasure to meet you. Keeping up with the General Hospital train, next up we have Haley Pelos, who plays Molly. And we got to talk about exactly what's happening with her character. And what, personally, 
I might like to see for Molly. Um, I'm just going to let you all know now because I, I'm just going to forewarn you. There is a possible uh, couple that's very popular right now that gets mentioned in this conversation. And I'm just letting you know that while y'all know I'm on that train, we got to have some conflict somewhere. I'm just saying, I'm prefacing that. But you got to listen to the interview because it might be, some might be okay with the scenario, but I know some might not be okay with the scenario because of who is involved. Uh, but this was a fun one, though. This was a fun one. Check it out. Haley Poulos. So many years. It's been a lot of years. Yeah. Even though it's been two years since we last been here, but it's been a lot. It's been a lot of years. A lot of years since yeah. we've done this. Yeah. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. Good. So this is very different, guys. That for just for today, uh-huh. we're doing the audio portion of it because my camera battery is deader than dirt. Oh, it's, love that. It's deader than anybody that Sunny's ever kissed. Oh. Yeah, that's literally how dead it is. <laughs> that's pretty dead. Yeah, it's not coming back to life. Exactly. So I'm with Haley Poulos, everybody, hey. from General Hospital. Hey. Oh, my God. Like we just said, we haven't done any of these for a lot of years. I know. And I just feel like, I don't know what's going on in Fort Charles with, with Molly anymore. Uh, I know. Well, okay, okay. same, kind okay, yeah, of. Course, but, uh, same? Seriously? Nothing changed? Um... You know, things are things are happy for Molly. I mean, she's and that's why I'm going. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. I'm going like they're happy, but I'm like, why are they happy? Exactly. We need conflict now. We um, yeah, we don't have a whole lot of conflict because things are just so warm and sunny with <laughs> with Molly and PJ. That is true. That is what I've seen. And I'm going like, really? like Molly needs some. Something going on. <laughs> Something going on somewhere. I don't know if Alexa's got to come in and like step it up to the plate for her to be like. You know, I've said this for many years now. I want Molly to turn evil somehow, some way. I mean, obviously it has to make sense. It has to make sense because she's so unevil, but. I want something, I want her to be bad. I was going to say bad, not necessarily on the evil aspect, but sure. more of a victim. Sure, victim. okay. Because I can see, I mean, listen, this is Alexis' daughter. I mean, right. are any of her daughters oh, yeah. besides Molly not nice? <laughs> well, the, yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm like the only nice person in all of our Yeah. And I'm kind of going like, that That, that has made a little bit. I'm hoping. Sure. You know, I, yeah. I, I don't know, like, who, like, who outside of TJ could Molly... Well, I did have a little fling with Brando. So that we was, did see that. That was a one-night thing, a mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. Clearly. But um, now I'm kind of going like, who now... I know, who else? Who else now? <laughs> I don't know. I that, need someone, someone new, someone... You know what? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe some dark, like, mysterious man will come to town. See, I'm not going to say Spencer, y'all, because I already know oh. the Spencer and Trina people will come at me in the oh. comments if I say that. You know, I, I do know that um, there are people on Twitter who want to see Spencer and Molly together. I've seen that here and there. I don't... Listen, I don't know. Everyone knows I do love Spencer and Trina, but I'm also going, like, I need the conflict, too, so let's do the Spencer True. and Molly part. Then Trina's busy with the new cop in town. Well, hey, we the new cop in town. Trina's been... Kind of, kind of, y'all. So you can see that. Let's play with that until they get Spencer and Trina together. We got to do that. Fair, fair enough. Yeah, Spencer and Trina can be end game. 
but That's right. Molly and, and Spencer can have a little fun in the meantime. They can have a little fun, and then where her victim side comes out. Exactly. See, we're oh, putting that out there in the universe. Okay, let's look, pitch it. Let's pitch it right now. We're going to go on Twitter right after this. We're I love pitch it. it. Yes. That's right. It's so good to see you yes, after all these you. years. Thank you so much. I really appreciate sure. it. Oh, we got to get you on uh, for a picture. Oh, man. Uh, please don't come at me. Uh, but also come at me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, 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 would be, it would be interesting to see that, for sure. I, like we said, Spencer and Molly hook up. But you know Trina and Spencer are endgame. We got to make that happen, fans. We got to make it happen, fam. But let's keep the ball rolling. Next up, we have Brighton James from The Young and the Restless, who plays Devon Hamilton. Oh, man, it was so great to see him after all this time. I was so glad to reconnect with him. We got to chat with him about the fact that the show is going to be celebrating 50 years next year, being a part of that milestone. And I can't believe that Brighton's been on this show for 18 years. This is incredible. We talked about that as well as reuniting with his former on-screen television mom, Tama Hopkins. Um, for those of you who may or may not remember, she played Rachel on Family Matters, who was Brighton's mom on the show. So take a listen, Brighton James. Uh, What's happening, man? How are you? I'm doing great. I'm just happy to be here. Happy to. Dude, I feel the same way. I mean, I just said to the last couple of people I spoke to, I was like, it's been two freaking years since we did this. And the daytime memories are like, I've been saying, it's the only real time throughout the whole year that we all get to hang out with each other in the daytime community. Like, we all know we each get, other. We all know each other. Small and we family. Get, we that never hang true. out though. That is very true. And we get to celebrate you guys. This is like the only time we get to celebrate you guys. I'm kind of laughing though. That you, I, I saw you come down the car, but I was like, oh, he's not in Monte Carlo with the rest of them. I sure am, I sure am not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for pointing that out. <laughs> How long have we known each other? You really, did, you really thought I wasn't going to do that? <laughs> no, it's okay. They look like they're having a great time. And I'm happy well, I, that they're there though. I think too that really they haven't done that for a couple of years too. This is probably the first year. Yeah, it's been a few years. And I hear they're going to do it again We have for our 50th next year. Oh, okay. Okay, good. Yeah. I can't believe this is going to be 50 next year. This is going to be 50? Why an R is going to be 50? I know. That's insane right now. That you're going to be a part of that, that Dude, history. it's going to be, when Nick turns 50, it'll be my 19th year on the show. I'm so. sorry. There was dead silence, y'all, that just happened. So <laughs> just the mere fact that I'm sitting here like, did it's you just say 19? 18 this year. How? How? That's what you tell me. I, don't, I mean, I even remember when you first started, and, and I was, I'm going like, I thought it was yesterday. 19 yeah. years. Yeah, man. And literally, you got to reunite with your former team mom. Oh, that was oh my God. I, when I saw it, I wanted to talk to you about that, because I was going like, dude, you reunited with Elma Hawkins. Was, what was that like when you got to work with her? It was incredible. It started with her sending me a text message one night saying, so, hey... They offered me a, a, a role on the show because I've been telling the brass upstairs, hey, you get, if you can get her on the show, because I knew she's a fan. She, was, she watched the show before, even before I got on. Yeah. So I was like, if you guys can find any way to get her on ever, just make it happen. And they <laughs> did. And then she, she told me, she texted me and said they reached out to her and she wanted to ask me if, before she accepted, if she could handle it. Because she said, I haven't done, I never done, she's never done soaps before. And she knows right. the horror story. She's heard about the pace and all that. Yeah. And I told all her, the pages Man. you have to learn in one day. I said, don't even worry about it. No matter how hard it is, I'll hold your hand through it. Yeah. And, and you'll be, I knew she'd be just fine, but she was <laughs> completely fine. She didn't need anybody's help. 
Um, but it, it was incredible. I never really, you know, thought about how or when or if ever I would share the stage with her again. <laughs> it, really, I hadn't seen her in years. We did... Um, I know y'all did, like, some Family Matters reunion yeah. interviews and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that was the first time seeing everybody in a long, long time. Yeah. So, before that, I mean, when Darius was on the show. Darius was on the show. <laughs> when he was... Uh, Malcolm. When he was Malcolm. Yeah, yeah there, there was that. And I was, I was just going, like, that's very odd. I know. <laughs> that I know. was odd. But that, cool. but that was oh, yeah. so like seeing that promotion coming out and I was going like that made my heart swell because I, I loved her as Rachel on the show she was one of my favorites on, on that show and just seeing her reunite you it was just it was just like that that was, it was the coolest thing that was the coolest that. thing ever. oh also I learned that that studio was where it was her first job her first like big job on screen was at CBS Television City and they did, she showed me an episode she did of the variety show that she had uh, they filmed on stage 31 and it was a scene with her and Kristoff when Kristoff was nine years old. Really? Yeah, she shared a scene with Kristoff St. John. You know, I, I literally still think about him to this day, man. It's just, yeah. it's, it's just you know, he's been a big oh, integral part of all of our lives for, for so long. And, you know, just seeing you here and seeing what you're doing on the show, just, you know, just for me, it helps keep the memory alive, I think, because you guys are so connected. Absolutely. The show, the wine has done a great job. The writers have done a great job at, at keeping his memory alive. Dude, the show has been on fire lately, man. I know. Susan Walters is back as Diane. Love her. Number Fantastic. one. Number one. They just celebrated Eileen and uh, Beth's yep. 40th anniversary, and then, and then Kate Linder's 40th was also this, uh, this year. Yep, yep. And they put her outfit in the museum. Yeah. yeah. I saw yeah. that. All that. Very cool. Why and ours? We're not going anywhere. We're not man. going anywhere. We're, we still got only going up. Got some more celebrating to do. What's going on with What's going on with Devon? I see you, your character and Billy and everybody's now going into business, and I'm going like this yeah. is a match made in hell, which is good, <laughs> which is great. That means there'll be some drama. Yeah, <laughs> there should be. Now I think I think that the biggest drama is going to come between come from you know myself and Nate. You can already see it writing on the wall. As it should. I as mean, it our, should, man. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't even know how we're as okay as we are because <laughs> in real life, <laughs> you know, move across the hall. <laughs> but it makes for good drama, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna you know going to be a, a, a exciting story. Like, Let's I think Nate and Imani I'm thinking right now. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff too. That's real good stuff. <laughs> she is amazing in that role. Oh, yeah. So I can't wait to see what happens. I'm just glad we got to come out and celebrate this tonight. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. Celebrating as well. It's always good to see you. Always good to see you too. Thank you, dude. Wonderful. Wonderful guy. Always love speaking with, with Brighton. He's He's amazing. And last but certainly not least is Ted King, who also won this past Saturday for guest performance in a drama series. Now, I'm not going to front. I did a little bit fanboy when I got the chance to meet him. Listen, I was a fan of his since the loving days when he was Danny on that show. So to finally see him win the Emmy on Saturday after being in this business for pretty much 30 years that was a that was a joy for me. That was a huge joy for me, and I I loved I was I loved spitballing his past soap history with him on the red carpet. Like that, that was literally that was a thrill for me. I, I enjoyed it so much, and I hope you guys do. Here it is, our interview with Emmy winner Ted King. 
We just wait for instructions. Did you just wait? You just you just follow where he says. Pretty much, yeah. Because he knows you guys. I don't. That's a fair assessment. Fair assessment. Well, it's a privilege and honor to be standing in front of Ted King, who is nominated. Are you very kind? Yes, yes. First of all, I followed you since loving. As Danny. As Danny. As Danny. Yes, yes. I love I love loving. I love your interaction with Lisa LaCicero and Laura Wright on the show. Yeah. Love that, and we went to the city after that. Watched the city like that. Ca- that character of Danny was just one of my favorite characters on that. He was a wild boy. He was a wild boy. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My wife never saw that. That she, she would have been I, I will say this about the city. The city was ahead of its time. Without question. It was ahead of its time. If that was something that was on now, it was successful. You think so? Absolutely. Yeah, it was expensive. I think that, that was also part of the problem. We shot a lot of location on the streets of New York. And, and the way it was filmed, it was filmed like a primetime show. Film, yeah. A lot of wireless yeah, wireless logs and steady cam shots and stuff they don't do on daytime. Not at all. But uh, great show. With, uh, GH after that, not once, but twice. <laughs> then one life. Then one yeah, life. Yeah, wow, you've done your homework. Well, you were in charm before all of those as well. I was. I was in charm, <laughs> charm, yeah, before GH. Before GH. After then. the city, after time, got then charm, then GH. Yeah. Listen, I want more of your presence on B&B at this point. We need more of your presence on that show. Well, that's very kind of you. I don't have control over that. I know you don't, yeah. but it's, just, it's my opinion. <laughs> but uh, you, you acted alongside a great group of people on that show when you came on board, especially with the uh, now opposite of Kimberly Brown uh, as Sheila Carter. And right. Sharing the right. When screen. I first came on, she wasn't there. You know? Right. I knew they were bringing her on, but I was just primarily working with the Forrester and my son, so, uh, and Naomi was nominated for Naomi, and so I had to sort of fit into that I was amazing say, like, group uh, yeah. of actors that have been together for years and years and years and try to Okay, all right, we're going to make this happen. Let's make a beautiful cake together. You fit into it seamlessly because it was just this big, this big pot of everybody's the wedding. The wedding. And that, that whole blow up when everything came out, I'm just sitting there like, you fell into that very, very well. Well, that's nice. Thank yeah. you. It's yeah. not easy, but I appreciate it. Not at all. But you did it so well. So I was like, what was, uh, what was your reaction when you realized that you were nominated for that role tonight? Uh, I, I didn't expect it. I honestly didn't. Um, I didn't even make, put the reel together. Uh, really? They, they did, yeah. Um, they were, they so felt strongly that they should be nominated, so I give all credit to you that um, she was really pushing. Yeah, that's incredible. I never heard, I yeah. heard that, but that's really awesome that they did that for you. That's the luck tonight. Thank you very much. That is a very big honor. Yeah. Appreciate it. Awesome. That was really an interesting piece, is that the show actually put the reel together for him, for, for Ted. And that's a, that's a big honor, a huge honor. And I was so happy to meet him and converse with him as well. And I'm so glad you got to spend this time with me with, with these interviews. And we got more coming because tomorrow, Daytime Emmys are back in person and they're going to be on television at 9 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. We're looking forward to seeing everybody walk down that red carpet tomorrow. It's going to be a blast. I cannot wait. I cannot tell you how excited I am for everybody. This is going to be probably 
it, not even probably, but it's just the fact that we are coming back and it's in person and on television, it's a huge, huge deal. I cannot wait to celebrate with you all. And I'm so glad you were able to join me today. If you want to follow me on Twitter throughout the rest of this weekend, do so at Buzzworthy Radio. We're also on Facebook at Buzzworthy Radio, and I'm on Instagram also posting pictures at BuzzNav. So definitely check me out on all those three sites. Um, Snapchat, uh, I mean, I am, but <laughs> it's, not, it's not as frequent, but you can find me on Snapchat as well. But we are going to have a blast. We're, we're, I cannot wait to reunite, not just with the actors and crews that are walking down the red carpet, but also the fans as well as other media outlets. I am so happy to be seeing a lot of these people again. It's going to be a great time. I cannot wait. But we will see you tomorrow. Again, make sure you check us out at buzzworthyradiocast.com, also on Twitter, also on Facebook, and also make sure you get the latest buzz with Buzzworthy Radio. We'll see you guys. From Twitter to iHeartRadio, Buzzworthy is everywhere. everywhere. Miss the show? Log on to buzzworthyradiocast.com for past shows and videos of some of your favorite stars. Stay connected to Buzzworthy Radio.